Good morning and welcome to Live Culture. I'm your host, Martha Willette Lewis, and I'm delighted to have with me on the phone, first of all, I've got Adrian Jefferson and Slay Washington, and they are getting ready for the Black Wall Street Festival. Slay and Adrian, can you hear me? Yes, yes, good morning. Can hear you. Good morning. So Adrian is the cultural affairs director for the city of New Haven. And Slay, you're part of the Breed Academy. You're one of the founders? No, 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 ma'am. Um, I am the official host MC of the Breed Entertainment. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Are you the person that I saw on the video? There was a very charming video clip that was like a kind of promo for the... Uh... Absolutely. So we've yeah. been doing a series of e events and um, community uh, community events and parties and things of that nature. And I did all of the promo and commercials for them. That was me. That's terrific. So I'm talking to you both minutes before the event is supposed to happen. And it goes from 12 to 6 today. And I was hoping you could give listeners a, a taste of what's on offer here. Okay. Yeah, um, um, I guess I can chime in and then mm. uh, Slate can go. Um, so really, today is all about honoring and commemorating the history of Black Wall Street and yeah. reinvesting and restoring what Black Wall Street means to the Black and Brown community. Um, so we have lots of vendors here. I can let Slate talk a little bit more about that. But I just wanted to talk about our partnership with the Breed Entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, we felt that it was very, very important to partner with a community-based entertainment group, um, Aaron Rodgers and Rashad Johnson, Slay Washington, who's on with us now, and everybody else that is on their team in order to really give back to the community. Um, you know, these are Grammy-nominated producers who have made a name for themselves in the industry and find it very important to come back and cultivate the arts community here, cultivate the entrepreneurs, the black entrepreneur community here. And so this partnership is very, very significant to that. That is fantastic. And, and does that mean that the breed are responsible for some of the entertainment that people will be hearing? I know that there's a bunch of music lined up. Uh, that is correct. So there will be DJs. Uh, I believe there will be a performance or two. Uh, they're, they're setting up the stage right now, getting the just oh, last odds, odds and ends of the stage. I'm literally here at the site. Mm -hmm. I'm, watching, um, I'm watching all of the vendors, clothing lines, food vendors, uh, sunglasses, uh, beauty products. Uh, there's even someone here with a pardon me booth. So those that have <laughs> no, seriously, like those that have been incarcerated in the past. Oh, and literally sorry, I thought it was, to, yeah, I thought, I thought yeah. you meant like an excuse, you know, Oh like no, no, man. No, no, <laughs> no, that's no, more like serious. literally I would trying, to laugh. trying to help people expunge, clean mm -hmm. up records so that they can, you know, be, uh, get more gainful employment. And oh, that's great. That yeah, that's wonderful. So, just really quickly, I mean, Adrian, you, you brought up Black Wall Street and the history of Black Wall Street, and I was hoping that mm -hmm. there, there was a short way of saying what that event was. I've noticed that there's a lot of Black Wall Street events um, yes. to support black businesses throughout the country, um, but, is right. this, but does this also have a historical aspect to the festival? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, if you look historically at what Black Wall Streets were designed to be. 
is prosperous black business districts, right? Mm -hmm. Primarily, they were um, really, really uh, restored and around in the 1900s. And unfortunately, as many of us know, they were destroyed right. um, and, and, and then covered up, right? So if you look at Horrible. Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Yeah, it's, that's, it's that's the principal one that I terrible. know about. Yeah. It, and if people are lis- interested in finding out more about that, I really recommend doing a search online and reading about that history. There are pictures. Um, Correct. L- literally search, literally search in Google Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. And that should be enough. It's incredibly sobering. Um, but what's also really interesting about that history is how prosperous the black businesses were that yes. that suffered under that assault. That's um, right. Correct. So it, it was, it, it, it was uh, to my understanding, uh, it was a situation in which it was literally almost like an entire city. Mm-hmm. So we're talking black banking, black dentist, black doctor. Everything. So the, the, these people, black grocery stores, these uh, the African-Americans at that time really didn't even need to go outside of this community for much of anything. And, and so I was that, reading in the 20s. Was so powerful. Yeah. In the 1920s, there were they were the majority. The majority of owners in Oklahoma of private planes were black. I thought that right. was really interesting. Mm. Right. Like that's, that's a lot of money. I did not that know that. Money. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's so much history like that when it comes to black and brown people and what we have brought into this country, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they try to erase our existence and erase what we have contributed, uh, you know, since we were brought over here into this country right. forcefully, all of the things that we help build in America. And so black Wall Streets are so important because of the fact that it generated wealth. And what happened was when they took that away from us, um, we have now what, what is the, the racial wealth gap, right? And mm-hmm. we're trying to play catch up, which is why Black Wall Street festivals are really important to restoring the concept of what, what once was. And to create a sense of community and unity, too. And I mean, having That's the right. festival format seems like a really um, enjoyable and easy way, a natural way to do it, turn it into exactly. a party. Um, so if people were coming to the party, they would be at Temple Plaza, Correct. In so Temple, Temple Plaza, uh, it's in between. It's the alleyway, for lack of better terms. It's the alleyway in between Pita Ziki and uh, Sacra Pisco Bar, okay. literally right across from Ben and Jerry. So that, that that's, where, that's where we are. Okay. So if, if people can imagine that it's the cutway that can get you through to, like, the Schubert Theater. So the alleyway right. next to the Schubert that, that you can um With that weird parking through. garage. Exactly, exactly. The the spiral, the spiral garage. New Haven has so many weird parking garages, but that one is notable. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so there's a kind of green area behind there. We're making it sound kind of alleyway and and back lot-ish, but in fact it has... right across from the Omni. Yeah, it it, it is right Right. across from a hotel, and it has a green space, and it is... um, Yeah, it's actually actually very nice. Yeah, it's been livened up a lot. It's not an alley at all. It was an alley. Yeah. Right. So, um, a little bit more about how how did Black Wall Street turn into a festival thing? I, I did notice that there were there were ne- there were excuse me I'm stuttering a few in Bridgeport. We've had several here mm-hmm. and yep. all throughout the country. So it seems like it's almost like a kind of branded festival event at this point. 
Right. Yeah, done by different entities all right. throughout the, the country. I think the idea, though, is just like you mentioned earlier, celebration around black culture, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, and what, what better way to do that than to involve entertainment and activities and then vendors. So really, I think for us, right, because I can speak for our partnership, um, we really wanted to do a series of different events this summer that would help to foster and booster the arts and entertainment scene here in New Haven, where so many of young black creatives feel like they have to go to Atlanta or L.A. or mm-hmm. New York to receive that type of um, relevant cultural programming. We wanted to bring that here. So this event is actually a culmination of a variety of events we've done this summer. And this is the season. This is like the finale of everything that we've, we've done. Oh, how fun. So that is that is for people who are just tuning in from 12 until 6 p.m. tonight um, at Temple Plaza. And I assume that one can park in the weird parking garage um, or take public transportation very easily. It's free and open to the public. Is there a website or a place where people can see a full list of what's happening? I don't know if we have a full vendor list. Mm -hmm. However, all of the... um all, you could have registered for all of these events on thebreedmadeit.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, thebreedmadeit.com. Okay, and Correct. I know that there's also a Facebook page for this event. Is that not right? Yes, there's a yeah. Facebook page, social media page. So you can mm-hmm. go to the Department of Cultural Affairs, Instagram, um, and Facebook page, and Twitter page to see all of the relevant promotional materials for this event. You can also visit the Breeds. Instagram page and their social media handles in order to see um, all of the content for today. I know you both are very busy setting up. Can you give a brief, are you there now? Can you give a brief description of what's going on and and maybe describe uh, one or two things that you particularly like about what's happening? Uh, Sure. So I'm literally here watching everyone set up, set up their merchandise, set up food, Things of that nature. Mm-hmm. What just, kind of food do you I have? Looking, trying to look right now. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm just. Have, I thought it would be nice to entice people with a sort of live "you were there" picture. Is this five donuts? We have many donuts. Mm-hmm. We have oh teas, blended mm-hmm. teas, so herbal Jones. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think that I think we're going to have one more food vendor, but uh, the table is here, but they aren't here yet. Mm-hmm. But I do see the mini donut. Oh, we have the kettle corn. Oh, nice. Correct. And then and we have uh, a lot of retail else, too. Right. Everything else is kind of retail mm-hmm. business. I'm looking at positively sunglasses. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Shirley Rose uh, bath bombs mm-hmm. and body butter. Oh, great! I'm looking at. I'm looking at Smith Made Essentials, uh, artisan soaps and candles. Great. I'm looking at lip lock specifically. Mm-hmm. Would it be like lip gloss, lip lipstick, things of that nature? Uh, I'm looking at par- Pardon My Past, and we spoke about that earlier. Which sounds like a at, really tremendous help. I mean, that's right. just a really good. I'm looking at a Hustler's Vibe mm-hmm. clothing. So it would be really, it's a, it, it sounds like a really fun event, and it also sounds like a lot of work in the making. Adrian, how long have you been planning this event? 
Oh, my gosh. We have been planning this event for about six months. But I like believe I it, mentioned yeah. earlier, it's a series of different events. Mm-hmm. So I would say our partnership began probably back in February, I believe, with the breed. Um, and we Correct. started. We did our first event starting in May or April or May. Mm-hmm. So it, this has been in the works for probably like half a year. And that is correct. And how are you getting the, the word out? You're here on Live Culture talking about it. but um, And how many people do you expect to come? We expect hundreds to come. Yeah. We've been getting it. We've been getting um, the word out, of course, word of mouth, uh, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Snapchat. Everything. Everything. Everything that, everything that there is. That's Email great. Blast. Yeah, we've done a lot of news mm-hmm. over the last couple of days, too, a lot of press conferences. The mayor's office and Economic Development Administration has gotten behind this, so they've really helped to promote on the city's end as well as through channels with um, the Department of Cultural Affairs. But really, the Breed Entertainment, they are influencers mm-hmm. um, by what they do. They're really well-respected in this community and beyond. And so partnering with them really has been able to help get the word out just on their influence alone. That is fantastic. And this is the first of what I hope is an annual event um, or series of events. It's it's so good for New Haven and it's so good for Connecticut um, and our communities. So, yes, yes. yeah, I know you both have to go. Is there anything that you want to say specifically? And I'm going to give we can give the information about where people can go again, whatever you want to say. Literally. Come out. We're at Temple Plaza, 12 to 6, Black Wall Street Festival. Uh, any other events that, are, that might be coming up in the future, you could probably see them on thebreedmadeit.com. Follow The Breed ENT on Instagram. Follow The Breed Academy on Instagram. Yeah, uh, we didn't even me, talk about Slay The Breed Washington Academy. on Instagram. So, Great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Slay Washington on Instagram. Yes. Okay, good. And Adrian? Oh, you can follow me at Adrian V. Jefferson. Um, that's my handle on, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Also, the New Haven uh, Department of Cultural Affairs is New Haven Cultural on all on all social media platforms. I want to thank you both so much for being on Live Culture. I know it's going to be thank a smashing you. success, and I'm going to hop on over after, after I get off the radio. <laughs> thank, thank you. you very thank much. you so much. Thank you both. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was me talking with Adrian Jefferson and Slay Washington about the Black Wall Street Wall Street Festival, which is happening today from 12 to 6 at Temple Plaza. And there will be food, music and so much more. And you are listening to WPKN 89.5 FM and streaming online at WPKN.org. This is Live Culture. This is a monthly program on art and culture. And today I'm focusing on local events, mostly things in New Haven. And my next guests after the break will be uh, Gabriel Sacco and Lisa Dent, both from Artspace New Haven. And they're going to talk to me about the Open Source Festival. So stay tuned.
Live Culture. This is Martha Willette Lewis, and I'm really lucky to have with me today on air Gabriel Sacco and Lisa Dent, both from Artspace New Haven. Lisa is the uh, director, and Gabriel is, tell me your title, your visual culture coordinator? Hey, yeah, hey. I'm the visual culture producer, yeah. So good to have you both here. Thank Thanks, you. Martha. So I wanted to talk about uh, common uh, common spaces and the open source festival, which is going to be happening in October. And I guess you've extended the deadline for artists to um, still participate, which is great. We should talk about that. Too. Yeah. 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 I know that was really good timing. I mean, we are currently closed. We mm-hmm. are installing our two fall exhibitions that open on September 17th. So mm-hmm. we definitely want folks to come out and see that. Uh, and what we're happy about is that both of the artist shows will be open during um, this year's open source. And, and we're calling it In Common Spaces. In Common Spaces, uh, yeah. In Common Spaces, yeah. Every year there's been a theme mm-hmm. um, over the years. I don't know if you recall, there was well-being, there was, um, you know, who governs. And this year, we really felt like we wanted to talk about the way that people were creating, frankly, um, some who've always been creating out of their homes, studio spaces or um, bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also know that um, COVID for a lot of people meant that they needed to be creating at home or in um, places that where community comes together. And we wanted to be able to include that work as well. And so Gabe really came on to help us think through how to do that this year. So that's kind of an interesting concept because COVID kind of meant that people largely had to tuck into not common spaces, but then there's been a big move towards maker spaces and places where there's shared equipment and so forth because it is so expensive and daunting to have a studio. That's right. And so we really wanted to connect with city partners around mm-hmm. that and been thrilled that um, not only are artists registered, but several allied organizations who we feel are, are doing that kind of work, trying to help people come together in community and create. That's great. So who, who can you name some of them? Just give us a for instance. Yeah. So Creative Arts Workshop mm-hmm. uh, is going to have artists there. Um, we're going to have artists at the Q House in Dixwell. Um, there, there are several spaces in addition to the studio spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and and, hmm, go ahead. Well, so for listeners, uh, we're talking about the Open Source Festival, and this used to be known as Citywide Open Studios. And when you're saying these studios, can you tell us what venues you're talking about? Yeah, maybe yeah, I can, maybe. Yeah, a little can step bit. in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, to start, we're doing the ever-loved uh, open studios at Erector Square, mm-hmm. Marlin Works, West mm-hmm. River Arts. Um, and then we also have our Satellite Haven Studios locations, which are previously alternative space or mm-hmm. previously called alternative space. And these are, as Lisa mentioned, for artists who either don't want to or can't exhibit um, it within their workspace. So we're providing spaces at Wilson Library, Bergamos, Bergamos Community Theater, mm-hmm. Boundary Square, the Community Gardens at 97 County Ave, Creative Arts Workshop. And um, yeah, these will just expose artists and festival goers to um, with an opportunity to see and, and buy art and, and just share their practice. So artists who are interested in signing up, that what what is it? It entails showing your work for a weekend and and if you are one of these artists without a fixed place do you get to choose which of the alternative spots you would want to be in which of the common spaces yeah so that's a really good question so we decided to um split the haven studios up between so that you know foot traffic can appropriately um accommodate the artist Mm -hmm. and um yeah so what we'll do is send out if if, uh, we have registrants who choose haven studios we'll just send out an email and ask them, um, you know, what their preference is of location, and then uh, we'll allocate accordingly. It will be in conversation with ArtSpace, so um, nobody nobody will be left left out. Mm-hmm. And um, let's just get to the nuts and bolts. If you're an artist who would like to participate, how does how does one do that? And what is the deadline at this point? And what is what is expected of one? Yeah, sure. So um, our registration is still open. Um, you can, until August 30th, uh, you can visit us at artspacenewhaven.org, and that's all spelled out. Um, and it entails just a short statement about your work. You can locate your studio on the map for us, on a map for us with mm-hmm. an address, and we'll put that into our publication. Um, and then you can submit up to 10 images uh, as well. And we'll, through the ArtSpace web platform, we'll create little microsites for each artist to um, display their artwork online as well as uh, in person this year. So oh, that's, that's exciting for us, too, to sort yeah. of reach a little online presence. Yeah, that's that's new. And that's probably a considerable amount of work. You know, ArtSpace is a small but mighty institution, um, but yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so tell me about the publication because that's news to me too. What kind of publication is it? So yeah, it'll be a newsprint publication with our um, all of our artists, mm-hmm. our registered artists listed, all of our registered allied orgs. There will be a map with locations okay. um, on it and um, just a listing of our events. And there'll be a news a newsprint pub- publication. And it'll be available actually for pickup um, at the spot, which is our art space hub for information services during the festival. And that's, and that that's is, at art space. Um, it's actually at the carriage house at on carriage 49 house. Crown Street um, in downtown New Haven. So it's right um, sort of uh, just a few doors down from uh, art space. Oh, interesting. OK. And the, and the publication does sound a little bit like what has been done in the past with Citywide Open Studios. Um, yeah. 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 We're trying to keep yeah, it a little exactly. familiar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think are the differences and what are the commonalities 
uh, for open studios other than name change? Like, what do you feel? I mean, I think the name change is significant, calling it open source and and having themes like in common spaces. So I'd like to talk conceptually a little bit about it, but also the weekends. Um, it's a little shorter than the past. If you could talk about the configuration of it too, I'll just let you guide that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take that one. It's interesting because uh, we really dug into the archive to think about this year's event, um, knowing that there are certain COVID restrictions that were lifted, that we had received a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts and felt like I could, you know, support a larger event. And so when we really looked at the archive, it was interesting because some years it was a week, some years it was two weeks. Um, I think people do remember most recently it had grown to four weekends, but um, it's kind of been all over the place. So we looked at the calendar, we looked at what other events were going on in the community and um, in order to, you know, make space for us, but make space for others, we really felt like we could go over two weekends. But this year we have got programming all through the week. So there are poetry readings, there are um, artist workshops, there are uh, a variety of things that are going on. So it's really still a 10 day festival. Oh, great. Um, yeah. And I think the biggest change for individual artists is the fact that um, art space did have access to Yale West campus years mm -hmm, ago. Mm -hmm. And that allowed for any artist who did not have studio space to be in one place. Yes. And unfortunately um, that was, is not available anymore. Mm -hmm. um, the armory and the, the armory. Yeah. For that. I loved that, the that armory building. Is, yeah. That building is condemned. We you're no longer <sighs> able to go in. And so <laughs> not entirely you know, surprised, but I am, I am sad. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the, the thing about it is when we really looked and, and read through uh, the city's cultural equity plan and understood that there were neighborhoods that, you know, hadn't participated in mm -hmm. open studios in the past, it led us to an opportunity to, you know, uplift all kinds of work where they are happening mm -hmm. and um, see if we can do that along with the other things that people know and love about the festival like um bike tours will be happening in a couple of days love the and, bike tours yeah. Um, yeah we'll have um uh, what else gabe the the gastro tour things like that yeah yeah we'll do some food tours and just some yeah the, the workshops are really exciting too we're going to do them at art space and um it'll just bring you know it'll, it'll give an opportunity for practitioners to just see a, a little glimpse into um artist, artist educators practice as well um, so it's really about sharing, yeah. sharing skills, sharing space um, mm -hmm. during the week. Yeah. So yeah. the the weeks are, I, I want you to list, you know, say what the weeks are, but also uh, is there one weekend that is West Haven and another weekend, like who's on which weekend? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, that, thanks for asking that too. So Erector Square and Marlin Works, sort of like the East Rock side, yeah. mm -hmm. um, will be on October 22nd and 23rd, mm -hmm. to okay. 2022. And that's um, the first weekend. And then the West River Arts and the Westville and Dixwell, New Hallville will um, hold their open studios on the 29th and 30th. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. So, and then this year also, we're really excited for our neighborhood platforms, and these are just curated oh, exhibitions throughout yeah. the city. Yeah. So that is actually, I just wanted to bring that up for the I dates too. Definitely be, want to talk about that. That's a really interesting initiative. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be hosted for the entire week, um, and those exhibitions will be on view. And um, yeah, these are. Uh, I did want to just say too, this is like uh, all of the. Um, neighborhood platforms have really been collaborating with us and um, I've been doing site visits and meeting with these wonderful organizers. So it's, it's a, it's a group effort and um, I just want us, yeah, to remember that, um, <laughs> you know, so I've, these, yeah, I just, um, so for the, it, all of this is a huge group effort and a massive effort. And this is something that everybody needs to remember, you know, it's, it's, it's grassroots art space leads it, but then there's all of these other people and, one of the things that I noticed that you did was you had a really nice open call for people to do these these uh, satellite projects. So, right, and then you selected right. so, some, I assume. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was um, an initiative um, for our director of curatorial affairs, Laurel McLaughlin. Um, and this this call was put early on, or put out early on for curators and collectives to to sort of present a show um, that was you know engaged with civic discourse. Um, and, and yeah, so these neighborhood platforms are going to be in Dixwell at the Q house, the community house, mm -hmm. um, new Hallville in the learning corridor. So an open air exhibition, um, Wilson library at, in the Hill skate Haven, which is an uh, artist designed skate bowl downtown oh, close fun. to, um, yeah. art space. Yeah. And then the Ellie center for contemporary art, creative arts workshop and never ending books mm -hmm. in Eastra. Oh, never ending books too. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah we just started talking to them, so we're really excited. And um, Bloom and Coogan Pavilion in Edgewood Park in Westville. Mm -hmm. And then we had this really cool collaboration with Armada Brewing in Fairhaven too. Oh, and, great. Um, yeah, that will we're we're um, curating artists to um, display their artwork in uh, as two D art on the walls, but then also we're printing uh, beer can labels for. Oh, I um, love that for a, a that's limited great. time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's really fun. So people who would want to visit this event uh, should know that it, it is free and open to the public and you can get one of these uh, flyers or publications and it, it will be your guide for the thing. You can take it around because you're probably going to need a map for this. Correct. Yes. And so that, yeah, just again, that'll be available at the spot, which is at 49 Crown Street in downtown New Haven. And all mm -hmm. of the information will also be published on our website, too. So there'll be a uh, nice interactive uh, website to sort of bring on your phone you know, around the city. Great. I just want to say that if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Live Culture. I'm your host, Martha Willett-Lewis. This is a monthly program on arts and culture on WPKN your listener-supported community radio coming out of beautiful downtown Bridgeport, Connecticut at 89.5 and streaming online at uh, wpkn.org and through all sorts of other apps and devices and ways of doing it. And I am talking right now to Lisa Dent, who is the director of Artspace New Haven, and Gabe Sacco, who is the visual arts coordinator. And we are talking about the Open Source Festival, which is going to be happening uh, in late October in New Haven, Connecticut, and is a juggernaut of an event. So there's all kinds of things to see and do. Um, but we're going to tell you how you can, how, how and what you can see and do. Um, so give me a few more. Is there something that I haven't brought up that you feel like we should be talking about? Well, I think 
Gabe, if you could talk a little bit more about how the neighborhood platforms came together. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, um, as we started planning, um, we were really just trying, we had, we, we had this big goal to include, um, communities in New Haven that didn't get as much recognition as in the city as they could or should. And this, so this plan was also developed out of New Haven's cultural equity plan, which Mm -hmm. we've been, um, just really trying to stick to. Um, so I've been doing site visits, Laurel, um, McLaughlin, has been doing site visits along with Steve Roberts, another um, team member who works with programs. Um, and we've just been working to with these organizers to get um, to get these neighborhood platforms, um, uh, you know, donated to us and the space donated to us to really bring out um, uh, bring together with uh, curators and to, to produce um, work that's representative of the neighborhoods that these these neighborhood platforms are in. Ah, so the work um, in the shows is meant to be artists from those neighborhoods. Yes, yeah, so it is a mixture, and and it's a mixture of artists from those neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and also, um, you know, we're also part of. So we're bringing artists and giving them a platform, and also bringing art from, um, you know, different neighborhoods as well, just to sort of cross, like cross pollinate and sort yeah. of see what everyone's doing together. Yeah, and right. also, I think a little um, texture a little is nice. Yeah, 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 a little outside the city because you know this this festival isn't isn't only. Um, for New Haven artists, it's for the state of Connecticut. So we're. Um, yeah, I was really going to ask you about that. Expand. Yeah. So it really is. It's still open to artists from all over Connecticut, and there still is time to apply. And if you go to the Art Space website, you will find instructions on how to do that. Um, is there a fee? I realize it's probably not very much. I think it's a good deal for artists when you really think about uh, all that might be involved. Yeah. But but there is something, I believe. Yeah, there there is an individual artist fee of $50 to register, and uh, that allows you to have 10 images on our website along with um, your professional website posted and any contact information you'd like there. Um, we'll keep that website up, uh, not just through the festival, uh, but probably until the end of the year so oh, that great. people can use that as a resource. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, and, that's yeah. terrific. Yeah, yeah. We we noticed that in the last couple of years when we went digital that artists really appreciated being able to use it for a while. Mm-hmm. To link uh, to it, to have enough then, time to link to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then so some of the organizations like City Gallery will be having an exhibition open and they will, you know, the, the registration fee for um, galleries and other businesses is also $50 and you can install what you like. So City Gallery is... Um, going to have 10 images online of different artists that are included in the exhibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. that will be during the time city galleries on state street heading towards mm-hmm. Rector square and Marlin work. So I assume it will be on that weekend. Um, Correct. So yeah, the cultural equity plan, we were just talking, I was just, we, I was just talking with Adrian Jefferson um, yeah. from the city and um the cultural equity plan is available for people to look at on the city of New Haven's website. If you want to know what that is all about and on the art space text that I got, it says we acknowledge that this feeling of communion communion is challenged by redlining racism, xenophobia, and COVID-19. And that, that kind of says what the cultural equity plan is all about. It's about really connecting communities that, that haven't 
necessarily had a voice in the art world here. Um, I think COVID-19 has really made things so much worse and we're kind of ready to get out. But do you think it's actually safe? I mean, I'm, I'm, the COVID restrictions, well, we don't have COVID restrictions now, but, but it's still there. And I think people are nervous. Yeah, but I mean, that's why we wanted to be able to talk to you and, and that, mm-hmm. you know, we want this to be a resource for artists, but this is really a time when the artists are building their audiences. Yeah. And so this year, more than the last couple of years, we're also want to make sure that we are promoting it around the city, um, speaking with on the radio with people like you, um, because this is an opportunity for people living in New Haven to see the incredible number of artists that live in this city. And um, it's unusual and really special. Yeah. And we want those artists to be celebrated. We want people to be able to know them. These are your neighbors. These are, you know, people going to school with your children. These mm-hmm. are people who are teaching your children. Um, I've been overwhelmed with how many ways visual artists are, you know, represented in this city in all kinds of ways. And I think it's important for people to realize that they're a part of this, uh, of New Haven. And so, you know, in addition to the bike tours and the gastro tours, um, it was important for us to have, you know, maps and listings, um, the, the main publication, but also at each site, you know, to make sure that people are getting an opportunity to meet everyone. Um, will you know the the reason we really wanted to have the spot meaning another place where people could come is because we want businesses other artists to be able to put their information there so that when visitors come they can get map they can learn about all the different ways they can engage in each neighborhood Mm -hmm. they can learn uh what other galleries are regularly open and and have things all through the year um, so it, for us, it's a way for anyone in the region who could come to New Haven, any one of those, you know, 10 days, I think they could have an incredibly rich experience and realize how, um, culture is really the create the fabric that is throughout each neighborhood. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. artists, most, most artists have many jobs or several jobs just mm-hmm. to support themselves yeah. and, one of the things is that during uh, lockdown, I think artists were pretty better suited maybe than other people to deal with it because we spent a lot of time alone making things. Um, but mm, also yes, the rest you. of the world, I think, started to think about art differently. People started doing a lot more artisanal things just to keep themselves sane, even people mm-hmm. with, with very little free time, um, you know, so even just gardening and cooking went up, but also all of these online tutorials for making things, people were just busy making things. And I think it's important to find ways for artists to let people know that they're, they're an important part of the fabric of, of their community. They're not, it's not like an extra thing. It's not a, you know, it's not a decorative thing. It's not a thing that's just, um, I think there's a, and I do get this because there's a lot of people who have jobs that are jobs that they don't want to do that feel like a real grind. And, and it is a mm-hmm. privilege to be able to be an artist um, and to do mm-hmm. something that you love. But at the same time, it's not it's not 
while you do play with things, it is, it's a serious thing and it's a helpful thing and it's a useful thing and it's a beautiful thing yeah. and it's, you know, it improves everything. Um, and it's also all around yeah. us. And this is a chance for artists to really show that. And now is a great time to do that because yeah. we're economically suffering. Yes. I mean, we could just focus on commercial galleries in New Haven, but, you know, mm, no. New Haven Pride Center, who is on our street, mm-hmm. you know, they regularly are doing art activities and installing artwork for people involved in their community and their organization. And um, it's the same in many places. And mm-hmm. so we, we, you know, but also today, uh, somebody walked into art space and had questions because they just moved here and they're going to school, but they, they're an artist. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make community. They were interested in finding out things and they were very excited to find out that open source was happening and they could just, you know, learn and get to meet people. Yeah. Um, it's a great but thing. I also, yeah. But I also know there are curators and consultants who are looking for artwork to, mm-hmm. you know, hang in, any number of businesses and institutions. And um, we wanted to help more artists be able to show what they do to the public. Yeah. Art has a funny place in the, in the world of uh, capitalism and some people, (laughs) some people make things that can be sold easily or or desirable in a way that people want to have, you know, as, but the real problem is that there are all kinds of other things competing with it that are not exactly art, but can function like it and are less expensive that are mass produced. And so it it makes a very kind of uneasy relationship. So one of the things that I like about uh, the, the arts festivals, open studios and open source is that a lot of artists show things that, that aren't like that and that are, about complicated and interesting things that we need people to be making art about. Um, but they're not necessarily making something that can be sold, you know, and, and yes. put on a wall. Right. Yes, that's right. Um, and it's, you know, you're actually reminding me one of the reasons when I met Gabe and we were talking to him about the position is that, um, he's an artist. He recently, uh, graduated with his MFA and thought very deeply about publics mm-hmm. and, very deeply about capitalism and, and, and the way objects um, go into the market and how, as a nonprofit, can we support um, the making of things that don't easily go into the market? Right. Um, and uh, we just felt like open source was another opportunity that we can, you know, show people the different ways that art making and cultural work is simply a community project rather than um, necessarily meant to um, fund individuals and, you know, their only jobs. And and some people want it to be their only job and some people don't, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that the more we can offer um, various different kinds of opportunities, the more that we can support the kinds of artists who are doing anything, you know? One of the things that I love about artists is, and I think that we're incredibly useful for and underused by most most organizations, is our ability to imagine the future and imagine the future differently. And one of the things that when you that you can get by 
visiting something like the Open Source Art Festival is to see all of these possibilities. And even for, I think one of the things as artists, we all like to go see each other's art, too. So we're big consumers yeah. of this as well. And it can be really yeah. um, enriching and eye opening in so many ways. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's not like an art fair, which is definitely about trying to sell things. No, yeah, and I think last year's open source, the, the opening day, night was a really good example of that, where, you know, that was the opening of Skate Haven, our artist designs Skate Bowl. Um, there were musicians, there were artists that were selling things. Um, you know, uh, two weeks before that, it was an empty dirt lot. Mm-hmm. And by party, partnering yeah. with Park New Haven and other folks, we could um, make that empty lot into something the artists saw it as possible and so we wanted to be able to support that and it was such a fun party it was incredible <laughs> See, I love things like that and the other yeah. thing that I love about it is that the art itself it the artist made it but it's not finished it's not finished until people nope. are into people are using it they're skating on it right and that is the art yeah. all the time it just keeps yeah. being it keeps It's like soup or something. (laughs) But I would say it's not even finished now. And that's what I think I love about it is Mm -hmm. that they're always kind of painting. They're doing a new project. They're they're thinking of other programming to do with us. So, you know, that's the kind of thing we want to support in all kinds of neighborhoods. That is really, really wonderful. And and hopefully this can be a model for doing it in lots of other neighborhoods for showing because half of the time the problem is convincing the powers that be that. Yeah, this is doable. That we can do it. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's going to help people. It's it's interesting and yeah. fun. You know, it's not too weird. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. The it's not too weird one is a tough one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, so tell me a little bit more about some of the special projects. Or I love the skate park. Um, what are some of the other yeah, things? So- and is there music involved anywhere here too? Yeah, so there is. So that's a, yeah, so just kind of like, um, yeah, jumping in, uh, you know, one of the things we were trying to do this year is get the, get other nonprofits, like either, either arts aligned or arts adjacent profit, nonprofits that really can just, um, enrich, enrich the festival and sort of give artists a, a way to see their art, like actually act in the world. Um, so, um, yeah, we have lots of events. We um, we will have a jazz night at the Bowl. Uh, maybe I could just like list some of the events. We're having yeah. a uh, kickoff party at East Rock on Friday. Uh, uh, sorry, East Rock Brewing um, and Beer Hall on Friday, October twenty first. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned the workshops. We mentioned um, we'll, we'll also have a, a Westville kickoff party at Bloom on Westville Friday. always does a great job. They really mm-hmm. they yeah, have it together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, we're excited to, to like, uh, be hosting that with Westville. Um, and then we'll also have a jazz night at the um, Skate Haven, the um, Skate Bowl. Oh, in, the, in the park there will be people playing jazz? Yeah, so that'll be on Friday night after Ooh. Bloom, so more of, like, a late-night event mm-hmm. at Art Space and at, the, at Skate Haven, the Skate Bowl. Um, and then, yeah, so Poetry Nights with Ann Go and Sun Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then that will be where? Just, the Poetry Nights are going to be around the city? That will be, or? At, that will be at Art Space. At Art um, Space, okay. At Art Space, yeah. yeah. Um, and then also just, you know, opportunities to donate to Art Space as a nonprofit, opportunities to donate to um, 
we have another partner show just at, uh, with Linda Lindroth and oh. Sally Hill, who are curating Undue Burden. I have um, a disclaimer. I'm part of that one. I know. I wanted yeah. to plug that one in a little too. I'm, yeah, I'm excited so, about that. We're raising money for Planned Parenthood. Right, right. So we're also, so all of our allied organizations, um, you know, also will have opportunities to donate to them, like, as Lisa mentioned, Pride New Haven, Nature Conservancy, Great. New Haven Housing Fund. Yeah, so yeah. all will have those opportunities. So I was wondering about if, if any thought has been given to arts and the climate crisis. This is a little bit of a curveball, but, um, you know, it's such a, it's, it's a huge issue and I, think that there it's a social justice issue as well um is is, is yeah that going to be is there any yeah, aspect do. of that kind of activism yeah, in here? We, yeah so along with all of our events at open source you know we're kind of moving forward with our programming through the fall with um uh you know our, our, our regular scheduled programming and one of um the organizations we're talking to is the nature conservancy and we're going to host a talk um uh, the date will is forthcoming and um, details forthcoming. But yeah, we're going to host a talk about preserves and um, positionality with with preserving land and um, uh, what that means to us as as artists and also um, yeah um, artists who care about the environment. That's great. That's great. So tell us again how one applies to be part of it. We're going to recap sure, it. Yeah. This is for the Open yeah. Source Festival at the end of October. So this is information for artists who are interested in applying, and it's available to artists all through Connecticut. Right. So registration is still open um, until August 30th, and um, you can join as an artist or an allied organization. So if you're a gallery and haven't registered yet, you know you can register your gallery at Open Source, and um, you can visit us online at artspacenewhaven.org and that's just one word all spelled out um and yeah all information about registration is in there and uh yeah you can always reach out to us um if, if uh, you have questions about registration as well that's great it's been a delight to talk to you i've been talking to lisa dent and gabriel sacco who are both from artspace new haven lisa is the director and gabe is the visual culture coordinator and we've been talking about the open source art festival which will be coming to new haven in october thank you so much for being on live culture thank, yeah, thank you. you martha it's been a real pleasure, it's pleasure. It's been a real pleasure yeah. bye-bye so next month on Live Culture, I will be talking to Linda Lindroth, who is the exhibit or organizer for the show Undue Burden, and hopefully somebody from Planned Parenthood. And I invite you to join me again on the final Saturday of the month for another edition of Live Culture. And meanwhile, this one is available on the archives for two weeks, and I will be also putting it up as a podcast, so it will be online forever. And I want to thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Let's take a moment before we begin, regain our composure. Turn off your phone, take a moment alone, let your mind go blank, forget what you know. Take time off, wander around, tidy your home, stop in the lounge, go for a stroll in the back or beyond. Early in the morn doesn't have to be long, capture a song, sketch out a tale. You need a clear sky before you set sail, ignore the whisper that tells you to fail and the doubts that loom as heavy as whales. Here's a secret I learned on tour. Successful people feel like fraud, like they'll be found out one knock on the door. Sorry sir, it's all over, you've been caught. 
so don't worry, you're so lovely. If it doesn't bother you, then it won't trouble me. Just make a good start, forget about the outcome, make good art. Hold up. I want to make the argument that taking this assertion of incorrect worth is a recipe for this to be misunderstood. Let's address the question, what's actually good? Of course, perspective on the answer is yours. You visualize the finish line when you're on the course, but everybody sees it with a different color ribbon. It's your race to run, so it's really your decision. And this is what will get the pressure that's undue. Your hero has a hero and his image is untrue. Don't ever try to be him, just remember he taught you. If she was in the room, she would probably applaud you. And if she didn't, would you really want to stop? And if he didn't like it, would you drop it on the walk? I think not, and in fact, I think you should find out what's good to you and just do that. Because guess what, my friend? say to me and guess what i get from my family and guess what i do anyway g i'm a weirdo and no one can take that from me art's my life gotta make my mark and start things right gotta make that art and make it good see my outlook is the way it should be art's my life gotta make that mark and start things right gotta make that art and make it good see my outlook is the way it should Look, be art is a muscle it's hard when i flex it the pressure i guess is just part of the hustle you murder yourself with a lot and applause and you feel like a god and then it's gone because you're not it's a puzzle subtle and soft and the trouble is off and it's not it's not popping your bubble you gotta suffer for report unsupported it's sleeping in them when you sing for your supper sorry want to fly to the moon but you shoot for the stars you might die there marooned in your hot air balloon that your friends fill shouting promises drowning out doubting thomases what's wrong with just feeling deeply insecure who told you that art should be a sinecure the urge is insubordinate stubborn and jesus knows it's not like you just push a button and genius flows it's hard work merchandising a world tour when you're a shop clerk serving spine one of the many fun and useful things on our website at wpkn.org is the wpkn online community calendar You'll find it under the drop-down menu labeled Community on our homepage. There you'll find curated listings of live and virtual events of all kinds presented by organizations in our listening area and beyond. And there's a form you can use to send us information about your event. The WPKN Online Calendar. It's a great way to find out about interesting events happening all around you. Brought to you by your community radio station, 89.5 FM, WPKN, Bridgeport. Okay, gardeners and farmers, time to take a moment to show WPKN what is growing in your garden. This is probably the best time to snap a photo of your beautiful Swiss charge summer squash and, of course, my favorite, your tomatoes. And upload your best shot to the first annual Garden Picks Contest at WPKN.org. What are you waiting for? We'll put them up on our website and award two first prizes and five runner-ups for Connecticut and Long Island. First prize is a quart each of organic tomato and vegetable fertilizer and a beneficial microbial inoculant. The WPKN Grow Your Own Garden Picks Contest is supported by GrowItNaturally.com. The entry deadline is September 1st, so it's time to get moving. Next time you're in the garden, take a bunch of photos of your bounty and upload them at WPKN.org. We can't wait to see that huge zucchini in your garden. Inch by inch, row by row. Till the rain comes tumbling down. Celebrating the Howard's Inn Centenary on the next Alternative Radio, hear three holy wars. That's Alternative Radio, Monday mornings at 6 on WPKN 89.5 FM Independent Community Radio. All the news that's fit to print and democracy dies in darkness 
two taglines of two major American news organizations, the New York Times and the Washington Post. WPKN is proud to offer digital subscriptions to both publications. Become a monthly sustaining supporter at $15 per month and you can have your pick of either paper for a one-year subscription. So if you already have the New York Times at home, consider adding the Washington Post. In the process, you're helping support WPKN, nonprofit community radio. Make your sustaining donation to WPKN today online at WPKN.org. It will be a decision you will enjoy every single day of the year. Did you know that too many adults with disabilities have very little support once they reach the age of 22? Hi, I'm Amy Turner, Executive Director of Team Wolfgang & Co. At Team Wolfgang, we believe that everyone deserves to feel productive and independent, and we are proud to offer vocational skills training and lifelong learning opportunities to these individuals. Through the making of artisan dog treats, our team members achieve the invaluable sense felt while being independent, successful, and productive. To learn more about Team Wolfgang & Co., visit us at wolfgangco.org. That's W-O-O-F-G-A-N-G, wolfgangco.org. Hello, this is Amanda Meeson, Executive Director of Sterling House Community Center, proudly celebrating 90 years. With a welcoming spirit, Sterling House has served generations of youth, adults, and families from Stratford and our greater region. We are best known for our athletic programs, food pantry, preschool, summer camp, community service, and events, but we are so much more. When we see a need, we seek to fill it. We care, we connect, and we serve. To be part of the joy of our mission, follow us on our socials or visit our website, sterlinghousecc.org, to learn more. Hello, this is the voice of Robin Hitchcock to remind you that you are listening to WPKN Bridgeport, broadcasting at 89.5 and streaming at WPKN.org. Good afternoon. Ina Chadwick, host of What a Story, is on vacation this week. The following broadcast is an encore presentation of the August 2019 edition of What a Story. Please stay tuned and enjoy. Enjoy.